I don't care. Call it call it penis for all I care. It just works. <laughs> It's Friday, June 21st, 2019. It is time for your bi-weekly nerdgasm overload. Dissecting the cadavers of the video game industry. This is the Noob Shuster Podcast, Episode 3. to the Benjamins and broadcasting live from somewhere deep underneath the beautiful city of Tacoma, Washington and the Noob Shelter Studio Bunker, I am Matt Fugitive. From the depths of his not-so-secret or subterranean lair on the outskirts of Federalis Way, the link-dropping chatmaster himself, it's Freebird! Can't really hear it with the music. <laughs> I'll have to get it a separate thing. <laughs> And me sitting on my ivory throne in my skyscraper of a home down in Puyallup, south of everyone else on this show, is Fade to Black. Wow, that's awesome. All right. That was a good one, Mike. We, we're, we're getting tight now. We're getting, getting there. so tight. I'm Toy, loving it. Like a toiger. Toy, <laughs> like a toiger. Like a toitus. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I, I, yeah. There's your hawk. Yeah. Sorry, that's tied into the board. So when I dropped the, the volume on the intro, like it like kills everything. It, like it just doesn't work. So <laughs> that'll work. Ah, uh, so we are back. Uh, we got some new tools we're playing with tonight. Like I said, we're going weekly and hourly. So I figured to keep us on track, I spent a lot of my time this week. Not just collecting news, but uh, putting together something called a uh, the Freedom Controller. It is an open source news aggregate uh, that you can install on a web server and access. So I got that working tonight, and it Freedom. is beautiful. It is so gorgeous. Our show notes have never looked so good. So <laughs> our show notes will be in a new format. I'm just going to drop a link on noobshelter.com. And you just click on the link, and it'll take you right into the microblog outline of the show notes. It looks ugly. I have to work on the CSS of it. But for right now, it's okay. I don't mind. I love it. So, I mean, if we put, like, a, a lined paper as a background on it, just that would do it. Yeah, that would work, too. That could work. Because it would just be show notes it you could put a coffee stain on there too somewhere <laughs> that would actually be pretty cool so anyways uh we're back for episode three uh john what's going on man how you been uh not too bad i've fighting migraines here and there you know the normal stuff uh actually today's migraine solidarity day so there you go hey oh. <laughs> migraine solidarity yep i feel Woo. your pain oh man uh, and <sighs> Mike, Mike, what's going on, man? Not a whole lot. Been trying to 
go through and gr- get rid of a whole bunch of tech crap that uh, I, <laughs> uh, according to my wife, have been hoarding for Hoard. quite a while. And in some cases, I might agree with her on that. But uh, yeah, just uh, been going through and trying to get rid of a whole bunch of stuff. And I'm uh, also uh, started planning out. Um, I have a rack mount case that I'm going to be uh, trans- slowly transforming into a gaming PC. So that when I actually do have a server rack, it's going to be going in there with my servers and I'm going to be doing something with it. I just don't know exactly what. So you're actually going to turn a rack mount into a gaming machine. Yes, sir. Now, question about that, because I'm not familiar with rack mounts that much. I've seen them. I know what they look like. How do you hook up a GPU to that? Is there a space in there to put an actual like serious Oh GPU? yeah, full size. Really? Oh yeah, those yeah. things are those things can be well, pretty deep. It's it's um the rack mount that I have is a 4U server, so it's pretty much well about as big as a regular tower. Mm-hmm. So, I can actually fit a full size graphics card in there without oh, there any go. problems at all. That's pretty cool. So, how yeah. are you going to handle cooling though? I feel like if you're going to have it that tightly close space you're gonna need water or something well it's still a server chassis i won't need water i mean i'm not going to be freaking doing balls to the wall as far as performance goes i mean oh okay someday maybe but i mean (laughs) at this point in time with uh with the cooling that it has currently with the fans um uh because it was an old uh super micro server that i got oh so yeah it's that thing keeps stuff cool. <laughs> yeah, those ones didn't have a problem. So, yeah. while he was cleaning up his abode, Mike was kind enough to give me a brand new server tower because the other one I couldn't get working. I handed he it broke off it. the 510 I handed it off to Brad who lives with me and he's currently looking in at it right now. He, he was on it last night trying to tinker with it i believe he stripped everything out and put everything back in piece by piece and he still couldn't get it to boot he thinks it might be something with the vga adapter on the box i don't know but he's still looking into it so okay well the only way to find that out is to put in a a um graphics card and see if it uh pops up i think so is there no um Display coming up at all? No, bi- no uh, post. It's not posting at all. Uh, not on the monitor. Monitor is completely black. Mm. Okay. But anyways, Mike was kind enough. All the way. Mike, <laughs> uh, fade the black. Mike there was kind enough to give me a shiny, not new, but partially used, slightly used, uh, Power Edge T six ten, which worked right on the fly. The only issue I had with it was. Well, two issues. One, one of the hard drives that I put in the bay was dead. We troubleshooted that pretty easily. We swapped the bit, we swapped the drive out of one bay and slipped it into another one, and it just wasn't booting. So I changed the drive out for a two terabyte drive, knowing that I was going to sacrifice a terabyte of data. But oh well, it's just a uh, so uh, a suggested solution to a problem. Yeah, I wish you would have told me. I might actually have a one terabyte drive you could have swapped it out for. Uh, it is what it is now. The other issue was, is he gave me a computer, but I didn't have a damn password. <laughs> also, sue me. It still functions without a problem. Yeah, but I couldn't do anything with it without a password. 
Oh, you couldn't do anything with it anyway. You had to freaking transfer a crap ton of yeah, uh, media. That's true. Well, I'm proud to say. <laughs> and it took me all of the... what? 10 freaking, like, five minutes to. That the virtual drive. the password for you? Did initialize. They were at. I started this at 12.30 a.m. this morning when I started the RAID 5 configuration and the initialization. It was at 0% at 12.30 in the morning. When I woke up this morning, it was at 30%. And that was (laughs) at 7 a.m. So I just let her ride. I got home and I I was upstairs uh, barbecuing and playing with the girls. When I came down here to get ready for the show, I looked and I saw that it was completed. So as soon as the show is over with, I'm going to be setting up my Plex server again and dropping everything over there and calling it good. Well, that sounds about right, because I had yeah. uh, four four terabyte hard drives in there in a RAID 5, and uh, yeah. it took about a week to initialize. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Um, and I got good news for everybody listening. The server's not going to shut down. It's not going to shut down for another nine days. <laughs> good news. <laughs> Which will be next Friday. Yep. Maybe. Well, seven, technically. We'll see. So this show could technically run a little longer if we wanted to. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I could. But anyways, so, I mean, the show could still run longer anyways. I would just have to click on start server again. I got I got the dashboard up right in front of me. So. Oh, Okay. I, I will look at the clock. I will say, it's 10 o'clock. I will look, server's offline. Kick back on, and then kick on the play button over here on butt. So. <laughs> yeah, butt. That's the name but- of the plugin <laughs> that we're using is butt. But to- it works. Oh, it is like this tiny little thing that just works. So Gee. I don't care. Call it, call it penis for all I care. It just works. Call it foreskin. Man, I should have called it foreskin. That would have been cooler. Wow. My foreskin plug-in. <laughs> Moist. Doesn't sound as good. Moist. Anyways, so we got a lot to go through. Well, actually, not a lot, but I think we got enough here that'll fit an hour. So yeah. I'm going to go ahead and get started. Uh, the first things first is we got our usual, as it is. Ugh, lost my train of thought there. We always gonna we're always gonna start off with video game news, so let's get into the video game news. Let the games begin. Okay, so EA got hmm. called into the British Parliament because of the loot box systems. <laughs> so they were in the UK defending the loot box systems, and they they were quoted as calling them surprise mechanics. They're not loot boxes. <laughs> They're surprise mechanics. Surprise mechanics. Why didn't oh, I think of that? Surprise did, mechanics. Did you see the video of that? No, I didn't. No. There's video. Oh, man. Her face while she's trying to say it. You could just see that she's pulling something out of her friggin' ass. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I got to find the video. We'll play that clip next week. Oh man! Uh, I gotta find that video, John. Please remind me of that. Shoot me a reminder right now on uh, Facebook. I'll Messenger. shoot you the video. Give me a sec. Yes, 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 yes. I can't play the video, but you know, right? Man, but you'll have it. Yeah, and I'll clip it. So, but anyways, during a session with the UK Parliament's Digital, Cultural, Media, and Sports Committee, EA says that its randomized purchases are not loot boxes but rather surprise mechanics. 
Representatives from EA and Fortnite met with the committee Wednesday to discuss the implementation of loot boxes in games such as Battlefront 2 and Fortnite. During the meeting, EA's VP of Legal and Governmental Affairs, Kerry Hopkins, said, and I'm quoting here, We do agree with the UK Gambling Commission, the Australian Gambling Commission, and many other gambling commissions that they aren't gambling, and we also disagree that there's evidence that shows it leads to gambling. Instead, we think it's like many other products that people enjoy in a healthy way, and like the element of surprise. (laughs) (laughs) oh my god oh my god just just get it out of the way now douchebag hopkins said that the company's randomized purchases aren't loot boxes but rather surprise mechanics in the case of ea's fifa ultimate team these surprise mechanics take the form of fifa points that can be used to buy player packs The games came under fire in Belgium this year, though, because players could use real currency to purchase FIFA points, a system the country decided was in violation of its law. Apparently, I think Belgium, if I remember hearing this on the radio and on the TV, uh, they have a thing against online digital currency, and it's against the violation to transfer Belgium money to this online currency in which you use the online currency to buy certain, buy these packages. I'll have to double check that, but I'm pretty sure that's what they're talking about there. So that is what's going on there. Uh, Oh, and there's a couple, I have another story here. I'm pretty sure it's the same thing. Yeah. They're they're more or less the same. Yeah. I was just doubling up there and I meant to read the second one and then never got around to it. It's okay, but yeah, I dropped them both so, anyways. Hey, EA! Douchebag! Cyberpunk! Anyways. But you know what? No. Because if you look at a bunch of their other games and even tweets that they've made, they have called them loot boxes. Yep. They it, it's, it's only because this is now affecting FIFA. Yep. They're Eight hundred million dollar a year cash cow. Yep, totally. I agree with you one hundred percent. There, John. That is there are exactly... a lot of pulled punches there, man. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the. I remember that one word from episode one. We had a discussion. Yep. I will pull that word. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's the only word I will censor. Purposeful. Oh yeah! Now you know what you can go ahead and pull it. I don't care. Fuck them. Yeah. I will let it slide for EA. They're okay. a bunch of dipshit douchebags. Fuck them. Bingo. So, All right. Yeah. Very well said, there, Matt. Very well said. Thank Perfect. you very much. Now I know exactly where the fucking line is. Just a reminder, everybody. <laughs> oh, wrong button. Ah. Oh, whatever. Anyways, moving on. That must my, have crossed the line. My soundboard, actually, <laughs> to everybody listening, my soundboard's a little off tonight because when I I had an issue with the tablet, and when I rebooted the Broke. tablet, half of my soundboard was gone, so I'll have to work on that. But yeah, so moving on, speaking of cyberpunk, cyberpunk, cyberpunk 2077. Will not let you drive the flying car. Oh no! Douchebag! You're gonna be hitting that button a lot. I I I suspect. 
So I'd imagine so. Cyberpunk 2077 will let you drive a bunch of different vehicles as you cruise around Night City, but tragically, flying cars will not be among them. So sorry, guys, who want to live out your um, um, Blade Runner fantasies. That that ain't happening. You're not gonna you're not gonna ride the flying car. Now they did say that the flying cars are part of story elements, so there's gonna be moments where you're in the flying vehicle, but you don't control it. It's just kind of um, like one of those Halo cutscenes where you're in the back of the ship and you're flying around. It's like that. Or well, it's going to be like that. You know what? In the cyberpunk universe, it is not that far off to believe that all of the flying vehicles drive themselves. That is true. Hey, that is correct. Automation. Automated it vehicles. Does- that does not bother me at all. I'm not bothered by it, but apparently a lot of people are. That's why I'm bringing it up. They, they're getting all pissy about it, but you know what? No. You just say it's all AI for flying cars so that there's no wrecks. If there's two if they- things this week everybody's getting pissy about, it is Cyberpunk 2077 not letting you drive flying cars, and it's e- Evangelion re they redid their American dub for Netflix. Oh, really? I had not. Everyone is pissed off about that. We will discuss that on the next show because I'm actually going to watch a couple episodes of Evangelion tonight. I might have to do that tomorrow. uh, But apparently, just to, you know, uh, jump back on that real quick, the 1990s uh, English translation and the Netflix translation are completely different. I guess they couldn't get the rights to use the 90s English translation. And even though the original dubbers, uh, voiceovers for the English translation, begged Netflix to come back, they decided to go a different route. So Netflix is up Shit's Creek right now with that. But anyway, so flying cars are present. Uh, but if you want to get around the city, you'll have to find cars and motorcycles on the ground. From what was seen so far, there's still pretty stylish ways to get around. And Night City looks like an interesting place to drive around. I mean, I, I liked what I saw. I, I can't wait to play this freaking game. Uh, expect boats, too, but you won't be in control of them either. They're involved in the story, however, and will be similarly related to the like the flying cars. You can swim, but I would like not to disclose. Uh, but the article writer here doesn't want to disclose anything. Uh, we had some quests uh, in Witcher that were focused around water and doing stuff. This is the developer. Uh, and we have some stuff here as well. So, yeah. They're going to be releasing um, a demo at some point if they haven't done so already. I so think they cool. did. I'll have to look that look that up. If they got a demo, I want to try it out. Yeah. I'm excited for this game. I'm literally <clears throat> freaking out about this game. It looks so good. And not just because Keanu Reeves is in there. I was excited about this game before Keanu. I'm even more excited mm-hmm. that Keanu's in there. But I saw the meme. It was like it took 14 years for the technology to catch up to digitize Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I want to I go. <laughs> That's actually <laughs> kind of funny. You're breathtaking. I want to go off the rails. Speaking of Keanu, real quick, Keanu. Uh, something that I actually just read today. Uh oh. The MCU, oh, no. Marvel, is trying to oh, find a place well. for Keanu Reeves in the MCU. Yeah, I don't know what he would be good for for the MCU. Adam. 
Adam. Adam. They no. actually just have to give him blonde hair, but Adam. No. I don't think so. Okay. I have to disagree with you on that one. Then what do you think, Mike? I don't know. I mean, they've uh, they've really ramped up and introduced a lot of freaking characters. I know. And it actually surprised me uh, when they introduced uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, like, as that Mysterio? Freaking, that just blew me away, yeah. That is, I was I not expecting gonna, that. He's already looking like a pretty good Mysterio, man. Yeah, he is. So I'm looking forward to that. So, Anyways, we'll talk more about the uh, the Disney accoutrement later. Moving on, Nintendo's dropping another mobile game, and guess what it is? Dr. Mario World! Woo! It's going to be dropped for Android and iOS on July 10th. And you can already pre-sign up for the game. You can, like, create a pre-account or something to that effect. Create an account ahead of the game release. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, pretty much. I, I did that for the game that dropped yesterday. What game was that? Wizarding World? Yep. Or Wizards Unite? Yep. I want to talk to you about Pokemon that after Go the story. Yes, I know, I know. I want to talk to you about that, John, after the story. Please remind me. Yeah. Nintendo's mustachio mascot is bringing his medical knowledge to iOS and Android and Dr. Mario World on July 10th. And you can register for the virus-killing puzzler now. That's what it was. It's going to be a match three puzzler. You use the color capsules to kill the corresponding viruses. Uh, There is a video online that you can watch to see how the game plays, although I would warn you that it is a little bit cringeworthy. Uh, I don't like the lady in the background talking to us like we're a bunch of five-year-olds. It kind of triggered me a bit. (laughs) So the video also did release how the game's microtransactions will work. You can use diamonds to continue gameplay, get items, and restore stamina. So apparently a pack of these diamonds, a pack of 20, is going to cost 2 bucks, uh, And they're going to be avail- available in increments up to uh, 1050 for about $70. Mm. Yeah, I'm not going to spend 70 bucks on a friggin' video game. I just figured it out. What? Gambit. Gambit, if they Gambit. if they bring, oh, that's interesting. We'll come. They back to had that. talked about kind of incorporating the X Men back into the rest of the MCU. So. We'll talk about yeah. that in just a second when we get to the mouse in house. the Disney. Okay. Uh, so sorry. <laughs> so apparently, uh, you, you can have different characters too play the doctors dr peach dr luigi dr toad dr yoshi and including dr bowser and each of them are going to have their own special abilities there's going to be over 200 stages across many different worlds um, and those will be available at launch with new doctor stages and worlds continue continuing to be added to dr mario world on regular basis after launch so <clears throat> yeah i'm looking forward to that I am really excited for this mobile game because this is an actual mobile game next to Super Mario Run that I'm going to enjoy. I tried the I, I was addicted to their Fire Emblem game that they had, but it got too repetitive and it's like, oh, you got to roll for better characters if you want to get further. It's just so annoying. <laughs> um, so, yeah. 
And of course, I play Pokemon Go, but that's not officially that's Nintendo, but that's actually done by Niantic. It's not done in house by Nintendo. So yeah, but yeah. So, anyways, uh, I wanted to talk about this last week, and I completely forgot about it. Uh, and I actually have some clips for it here. Uh, but as you all know, Atari is coming out with a new console of sorts. I we'll get into my thoughts in a minute, but it's the new Atari VCS video computer system. And this computer, this console, is going to have Linux built into it, and it's going to be just like a PC. Apparently, there's two different modes to this. There's regular mode, where you play the games, and then they're, they're going to have a sandbox mode, which is where you're running Linux, and then I guess you can run emulators? I actually huh. have a clip here, a couple clips from uh, Fred Shanice. He is the CEO of Atari, and he was on Fox Business with Stuart Varney, and he was talking about uh, the latest console and access to classics, movies, music. Gotta just go ahead and listen to it here. I broke it down in four parts, so it's a little bit long, but we'll we'll get through it. So you have two modes basically. First, it's a gaming and video console for the living room. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first. Uh, use of it is you have what we call the Atari mode, which is based on Linux, and here you you will be able to access classic games, new games, and much more, music, okay. uh, movies, and it basically every type of application for the home. So it's really like uh, first a console for it, and on top of that, and this is what is also new and different from the other consoles, uh, you will be able in what we call a sandbox mode, where you will be able to download a new or any operating system if you want to download. Uh, Microsoft, if you want to download uh, an Android system, we will allow that. And basically, with that sandbox mode, you can do pretty much what you want. I missed that part. I must have missed that, where the sandbox mode, you can actually install whatever operating system you want, apparently. Android? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Interesting. You can install Android? I, I like how he calls Windows Microsoft. You can install Microsoft. It's like, no, it's Windows, dude, not Microsoft. Um, but yeah, so anyways, he goes on here. If I get one, <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, this clip here, um, uh, Stuart Varney was kind of trolling him a bit. He was really, I could tell that like when I was watching the video and the video, the, the link to the article will be in the show notes uh, as well as the video will be in the article, original article itself. I highly recommend you guys watch the video because it is quite nerve wracking how Stuart Varney like talks to this guy. He is just all over the place. But check this out here. Uh this is a uh, Stuart Varney just not not yelling but kind of trolling uh Fred here a bit. If I get <laughs> one, yes. Can I play Space Invaders? So look, yes, definitely you will be able to access it through a steaming uh, can, uh, okay. Can I play Pac Man? Uh, yeah Pac Man is not Atari, it's uh, Bandai, uh, but yes, definitely. I could, yes. I could play it. Yeah, you would be able to have it through the, uh, th- through the sandbox mode, yes. <laughs> you got this old guy that's just name-dropping all these old games. It's funny. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was hilarious. Screw you guys. Can, could I just plug it in and play? Yes, I do you will. Definitely, definitely. Do I have to have all kinds of passwords for this? That, oh, you will need a password, of course, but only one, <laughs> because it's your machine. But do I, I think... need my grandchildren to hook this thing up? I think you know, if I were you, I would definitely try it because it's always good to bond with the with the kids and yes. with the grandkids. So yes, just for that, yes, that's what I would do. You know, that's the beauty of video games. And what we've learned is that 
senior people <laughs> tend to play a lot to bond with the kids <laughs> and the grandkids. Do you think I could bond with my four-year-old twin granddaughters playing Pong? Definitely, yes, if not just Pong. <laughs> you have a session. You have a private session. <laughs> if I buy one, will you supply a technician to come to my house yeah, and hotline. install it? Hotline 24-7. No problem. <laughs> Douchebag! <laughs> wow. He was just going on him, man. He's like just... He's being that old guy. He's like, if I buy this, can it do this? Can it do that? Well, anyways, Fred finally gets to the point that I was waiting for, and he actually talks about cost and money and yada, yada, yada. We're going to have different systems, uh, but the entry point will be 249 And then uh-huh. we have also... Uh, in- We've also rebooted and redesigned the old classic joystick, so that will be ah. announced later this year. But there's a new joystick that comes with the machine. 249. And uh, not bad. that's that's the entry point. And then you can add more memory. We will have, you know, more it, pricier options. Yep. So apparently there's gonna be the entry level is gonna be two forty nine for this machine. Uh, there's gonna be other models available. <coughs> Excuse me. But yeah. So mm. Uh, I'm interested in knowing more about the sandbox mode. Yeah. Because here, here's the thing. We've been down this road before. We have all been down this road before. If you've ever owned a PlayStation 3 right out of the gate or even later before yeah. they found back doors to it. Now, this could go one of two ways. One, they're going to release this console Companies are going to bitch that they're using the sandbox mode to break into games, and then they're going to deactivate it, and then there's going to be a class action lawsuit against Atari, and then that's going to be the end of Atari. Or, two, they're going to release this console with the sandbox mode, knowing well enough that people are going to use it for mischievous purposes, and they're just going to tell these assholes to fuck off. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's going to be option two, but I, I'm almost sure. I I, I I wouldn't bet on it, though. I mean, that, what do you guys think? It's probably well, going to get shut down. People are going to find a way regardless. I mean. Yeah. Life finds a way, right? Yeah. So, but yeah. That's, yes, it does. That's Pirates the, find a way. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well. It's just like if someone is determined enough, they're going to freaking get what you what they're trying to get at. Exactly. They're so, going to figure out a way to crack it. Now, I'm interested in seeing. I'll have to keep an eye on this. This will be my beat. I'll keep an eye on it. But I want to know exactly. I'm actually kind of curious as to what other models they're referring to. Like, are they going to be like more RAM, more CPU power, more um, GPU? I mean, I'm assuming that's where we're going with it. But yeah. So, moving on to the second to last of the video game, Hoojois Bourgeois. There's a rumor going around, and it sucks to be a World of Warcraft player uh, because of this rumor, but there's a rumor going around that World of Warcraft may be getting a level reduction at some point in time. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, there's a reason for that, though. I actually read a little bit on this. I want you to give me your insight first before I uh, go through the article. So, from what I understood, there, the idea behind the level cap reduction was um, to be able to introduce better objects with each level reached. 
you know, better better stuff, better rewards with each level reached. And they that. found that because with each expansion, they increased the level cap by 20 levels with each one. With, I think, the last level cap being, what, 180? 120. 120. So... God, it was never that high in my day. Exactly. Nope. So they're wanting to reduce the level cap to be able to to bring it back and just be able to... These whippersnappers! <laughs> better supply... Or That's supply my line there, John. Rewards for each level attained. Right. So. Now, now, let me ask you a question. Is this going to cause a class action lawsuit? What do you think? Well, I think it's not going to be retroactive in that case. I mean, you create a new character, it's going to be subject to that level cap, but... yeah. But all right, let me re- let me go through the article real quick. So as you know, every time World of Warcraft gets an expansion, Blizzard bumps up the level cap. Uh, to start, I believe the level cap was set to fifty, if I remember correctly. Original WoW. Yeah, um, like forty or. 50. I think it was twenty five. Was it twenty five for original? Like twenty or twenty five for huh. the original. Uh, original. Well, right now the level cap is currently set at one hundred and twenty. That's ridiculous. And Blizzard, of course, has dramatically sped up the leveling leveling process. I mean, it's, you know, still a high number to get to, but you can get there a lot faster than what you normally would back in the day. Well, yeah, well, because it's really freaking daunting to, to have to go through 120 freaking levels. Well, and also with a lot of these, too, um, if you remember back with Wrath of the Lich King when they dropped that, if you had a, a character of a certain level, it lets you start as the max or whatever the base level of that uh, cross yeah. class whatever yeah, you want to call correct. it prestige yeah uh, 55 was for the death knight or the death yeah Knight. yeah that's it yeah personally i like uh the, the way um diablo 3 handles leveling well anyways, i actually like that a lot anyway so game director ion has a costa had previously floated the idea of a level squish reducing the cap to something more manageable back in March. With 120 levels, Blizzard can't dole out meaningful rewards. This is going back to what you were saying, Mike, with every ding. But with a lower number, each new level could bring with it cool new additions to the class. Again, going back to what Mike was saying. While changes to the level cap, as well as broader changes to the leveling experience and what levels actually mean are being considered, uh, Ion didn't indicate that Blizzard had come to a decision on it, um, when any changes might or or when any changes might appear according to a survey recently released though a level squish is on its way Uh, a reddit user by the name of nivens posted screen caps of an alleged world of warcraft survey with the questions specifically relating to the reduced level cap worded in a way that suggests that it's already been settled on but not when it might happen So one of the questions were, are you aware that the maximum level of 120 will be reduced in the future, i.e. level squish? So, yeah. Here's my thought. People play World of Warcraft. They buy the expansions to get new, you know, whatever, you know, new experiences. Right. Also get it for the level cap. The higher the level the easier it is for you to go back and solo raids. 
that's what I was all excited about, and that's what I did because I never mm-hmm. really had a good guild. I had a good guild once back when I played, and it took me up until Cataclysm to get a good guild. And then I quit the game and left the guild. And then when I went back uh, during Mists of Pandera, I had to find a new guild, and that guild sucked. So I did a lot of older raids soloing by myself. Of course, I outgrew all the material that I collected, mm-hmm. but still, I was still soloing them for the, you know, for the achievements. My problem here is people buy these expansions and expecting a level cap. Now, Blizzard's going to go ahead and roll that level cap back. I'm smelling class action. I mean, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before in the past, and I will admit if I'm wrong. But I seriously smell class action going on here. But why would there be a class action? Because people paid money for the expansions for the level cap knowing that there's a level cap, and now Blizzard's reneging on that and reducing the level cap. Unless they give them something to compensate for the level cap, which they are not saying in this article. If they rebalance... They don't need to. I mean, honestly. There's no need to give... Regardless of the expectation, if people are expecting an increase in the level cap because they bought an expansion... And not the fact that it's adding more content. It's adding more area, basically, to the game. More places to go. More more things to do. And they're hyper-focused on this level cap. It's freaking ridiculous. Why don't they just release new content and just leave the level cap where it's at? Bingo. That'd be cool. That, that way no one's that, expecting a level cap. Like I said, that's why I like... The whole- Go ahead, John. Go ahead. Uh, if they're like rebalancing and retooling the whole tree for all the classes and and how the achievements are, and they make sure to um, basically give the players a full set, a free reset. Mm-hmm. I think most players, at at least from when I played, um, <clears throat> most <laughs> players would be like, okay. Hey, you know, okay, let me play around with this and maybe give them one extra free respect so that they can try out the other trees so right. that they can build that and tool them right. Because think about every time they put out an expansion, it, it, the joke was always green is the new purple. Right. You, you just sort of got used to that. An expansion came out, a bunch of stuff changed. The way you used to play may not work. Right, exactly. And that, and that was totally the case with Cataclysm. Yeah, well, yeah, well, that was expected. That was ripping the world in half. Yeah, they changed <laughs> a lot in Cataclysm. Yeah, it's just, it's ridiculous because oh, for what, what I find difficult is the fact that these people, you know, they, it, it basically, I think that's one reason why I didn't really get into WoW is... Um. You know, you have this game, you have this character, you work on him, and then, you know, you're stuck in that. You know, I like to play other characters, and it just seems like everyone wants the level cap to be increased so that they can just focus on, like, one or two characters. Yeah, I You know, to that. be able to, to test it out. But there are some... Even if there isn't a level cap increase, they can still use that character to test it out. Or maybe, I don't know, create a new fucking character. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, create a new character. That's I you know and how many characters I have in World of Warcraft. Start a new. I mean, that's a very good idea. But the 
the starting quests just get so old. Yeah, it does. You got man. Get there's only better, so many better. times. Oh, apparently, it's understandable. Apparently, but if they, if they, with each expansion, if they, you know, allowed for an addition of beginning quests in there. You know, it's not just the same tired freaking route you have to go through when you create a character. You have options because there are like 50,000 expansions that they've released for this game. Now, if I remember correctly, I don't know if they still sell it, but there was... Aha, it is here. Level 110 character boost. Really? You can can buy uh, in-game... Uh, a level 110 character boost for World of Warcraft. So you can roll a new tune, and then if you have the scratch for it, go in-game and buy this character boost and insta to level 110 and then play through the remaining content of the new expansion. Uh, wow. That, with, well, with you know what? Only, only if that bill we the, talked about last time doesn't pass. What? The, the pay-to-win. Yeah. Um, See, this is just, once again, one of those reasons why I highly, thoroughly enjoy Diablo's mechanics. Because, I mean, there's a maximum level. There's a level cap of 70. Every single character has that level cap. You live by the Diablo, you die by the Diablo. Diablo introduced Paragon, though, which has no cap. That's true. You know, so you continue to basically level, but not. But that leveling actually adds to bonuses that you get to keep you leveled when you're facing creatures that are stronger. Right. You oh. know. Anyways, I didn't notice someone pop in chat. Hey, we're gonna go ahead and uh, pop out of there. We're gonna go ahead and um, quickly jump into our break time here. Uh, I do okay. want to remind everybody that noobshelter.com slash donate. We need your money. Give us your money, please. I want your money, 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 money. We need your money, especially now that I burned all my Benjamins. That's right. I had to pay 20 something dollars a month now just so we can have a mobile streaming player on our website. I did this for you. I, did, for it. You. I did this for you, Gotham. For you. <laughs> Anyways, show artwork, promotional materials, voiceovers, music, sound clips, show notes, archiving, and effects. We love them all. So if you can't give us your cash, give us your artistic civic what? Please consider helping us out by sending all your artwork and the like to show at noobshelter.com. We'll give you a credit on the show and post your art on our website. Please also include your intent on allowing our fair use of said materials. Again, show at noobshelter.com. And just a reminder, anybody donating $10 or more, you will instantly get an executive producer credit here on the Noob Shelter. That credit, throw it on your LinkedIn profile. You can use it to get a job. If any employer questions it, Shoot us an email. I'll call them personally and vouch for you. And again, noobshelter.com slash donate. Give us your money. Money, 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 money. Money. So uh, last episode, we did not have any donations, so we have no <coughs> credits to dish out. But I do want to give a special shout out to two gentlemen, of course. Well, three gentlemen. Um. The first one is Adam Curry. He runs a podcast called No Agenda. You can check him out at noagendashow.com. We get some of our clips from them. 
So, and it's under the Creative Commons license, which we now have on our website. So feel free to reuse our stuff if you'd like to. And John Fletcher, he's the guy that gives uh, that does the shouts. Douchebag! A lot of these came off of his SoundCloud account. Uh, so you can just Google John Fletcher SoundCloud. He's got a whole bunch of really funny stuff up there. Highly recommend you check it out. Um, and then, of course, the creator of our new tool that we are using, the Freedom Controller. Freedom. I want to thank Dave Jones. The developer of the Freedom Controller, uh, he actually helped me with a couple issues that I had. I was able to hop onto his uh, Google uh, Google uh, code chat there and get some answers. So, apparently, when I uh, one of the issues I figured out myself was if I used an exclamation point for my MySQL password, it would cause the whole installation of Freedom Controller to crash. Cool. <laughs> he wow. does not have special character checks in there. Uh, to, um, to prevent things like that. So wow, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I figured that one out on my own when I actually went through the error logs and I was like, "Oh, there's the first issue." Sequel. Uh, hey, Freedom Melody Controller does not like exclamation points. The <laughs> other issue I ran into was with my S3 bucket. I got everything installed and set up, but nothing was saving to the S3 bucket. So that's what he helped me with, just to make sure I had my permissions all set and good. But we're set and good now. So and the Freedom Controller is running beautifully. But again, give us some money or donate your time. Noobshelter.com slash donate. Right, phone, you got something up here. What do we got? Well, first, um, just pointing over to chat, Melody says she can hear us now. Yeah, that's and that, why we got that you. That ties into our donates because we got some upgrades. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. Yep. So, Melody, feel free to pitch us a buck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I get, you can't blame exactly guy, one right? buck. The that, update that, was for was you for, and you wrestling. You know, well, yeah, make sure no. it's a 10 point buck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I go for some venison. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we are totally making um, a lot of uh, changes to Noob Shelter for better. So, And, of course, we now have an HTML5 web player for our live stream and all of our uh, podcasts that you can listen to on our website, uh, previous episodes. So uh, it's all and using an HTML5. Find us in all your major podcast locations. Yeah, exactly. We're now on Apple iTunes and Google Play Music and Google Podcasts, yada, yada, yada. And Stitcher. Anyway, so, John, go ahead and take the reins here. Okay. Uh, we're going to have to do a quick rundown looking at the time. Oh, yeah. um, first link, let's talk Stadia. Oh, yeah. I had some information on Stadia, but I removed it and threw your stuff in place because it seems to be more of a compressed article. It, it's, it was more compressed, and it, it covers, like, the purchase price and all that. Um, yeah. So, the Stadia Founders Edition... It, the first bundle that they're launching right now is going to be, what is it, one twenty nine ninety five. That got your Stadia controller, Chromecast Ultra, three months of your Stadium Pro subscription, and then you get a three-month buddy pass to give to someone else. Um, nice. So there, it looks like they're launching 2020 or so... I just had the specs. So minimum speeds for internet for streaming it's is going to be 10 megabits per second for 60 frames at 720p with just standard stereo. Hmm. Not terrible. Um, kind of throws back to some of the earlier days in gaming, but yeah, but I just want to just if you're streaming Stadia. Yeah. 
I just want to jump in real quick and um, adding to what John said, the Stadia will be available this year in U.S., Canada, uh, U.K., Ireland, France, Germany, Italy, Spain, Netherlands, Belgium, Denmark, Sweden, and Norway, and Finland. Uh, oh, did I miss? A and date? it's going to be uh, available November 2019. Oh, sweet. Okay. So the rest of Google plans to add the rest of the planet Earth in 2020. I <laughs> looked that. Um, yeah, there are okay. two people. <laughs> if it wasn't for one game, I could overlook this because basically it's the same model as using Games Pass. And a lot of these games are on already other streaming services. But Baldergate, Baldur's Gate 3. Is that going to be an exclusive? It looks like it is because that's where uh, they announced the game was at the Stadio um, talk at E3 too. God, I love Baldur's Gate. I don't know. Oh, man. It might be a release exclusive, but I don't think it's going to be just straight exclusive, like Sony exclusive. That's true. Yeah, it um, might be available on other systems. Uh, the guys behind Baldergate would be insane to not do that. It's oh, truly. Well, especially since they've released, uh, they're either they have released or they are going to release a. Um, I don't know if it's just. Um, a re-add, or if they actually remastered the games, but it's a Baldur's Gate Collector's Edition, where you can play both Baldur's Gate and Baldur's Gate 2 on the Xbox. Nice. Hmm. I'll have to look. Nice. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Um, so I'd love to play Baldur's Gate and Baldur's Gate 2, especially Baldur's Gate 2. That was one of the first Baldur's Gate games I had, and I have fond memories of that. Yeah. I can't do that. I just yet. don't know about Dark Alliance yet. They haven't said anything about Dark Dark Alliance yet. I know. So, because I looked at it, and it actually does specifically say Baldur's Gate and Baldur's Gate 2. There's no mention of Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance or Dark Alliance 2. Weren't those so. through a, a, a different company, though? Kind of like how Obsidian did um, New Vegas. Maybe they couldn't get the, the rights to it. Well, no, Obsidian sure. did those both. Oh. Hmm. Okay. As far as I recall. Well, anyways, I want to book through this real quick because we are running short on time here. Uh, but there will be two versions of the Stadia. There'll be Stadia Pro and Stadia Base. Stadia Pro is going to cost you 10 bucks a month. You're going to get unique perks with that uh, through a monthly subscription. The Base, Stadia Base, is going to be free, provided you have all the proper equipment to run it. So, Oh, um, quick, uh, quick note. Um, you were right in that... Uh... There, John, it was Black Isle Studios. Yeah. Black Isle Studios did Dark Alliance and Dark Alliance 2. So that's probably why. Yeah. Um, the cool thing, looking at the just a quick overview of the um, developers they've got, you can get most of those Epic exclusives on the Stadia as well, and it may work out to be a little bit cheaper than one of the big consoles. Huh. Interesting. Um, now, speaking of big consoles, I'm going to quickly just... We're just gonna blow through this um playstation 5 mm-hmm. we're just gonna jump right ahead here those guys uh, that were not yeah. three right i went ahead and dropped this um in chat already so we're already talking looks like they're probably gonna hint at trying to drop this year but i doubt they'll get it ready and if they're they do have it, it dropped ready. it's gonna Mid mid to late 2020 is my guesstimate. Probably. And they'll maybe open pre-orders in time for the holidays. 
Um, yeah. Built-in SSD. It's using an AMD with the Zen 2 architecture, so it's going to be quick. Um, up to 8K graphics with ray tracing and 3D audio. It should be pretty interesting. I mm. would like to talk more about it, but we are quickly running out of time. Well, yeah. I can uh, uh, push a little bit forward to next episode. Yeah. We'll just, we can talk. Maybe I'll find a comparison on the three of these. Um, that would be awesome, actually. Yeah. yeah, I'll see what we can do. I'll try and throw something together. Uh, Xbox, we got Project Scarlet. Oh, yeah. Project Scarlet in time for holiday 2020. For some reason, I feel like that they've like recycled that name. They've used a few different projects, and I think they tend to use names like that. <laughs> it just feels familiar to me. I don't know right. why. Feels it's like an... the first time. We might wow. have to wait for someone to get their hands on these. Um, but this one's touting the AMD Zen 2 processor as well, um, which has got four times the power of the Xbox One X. Mm-hmm. 120 frames per second at 8K. It's going to have uh, GGDR6 memory. Mm-hmm. And a yeah, there's actually SSD. hardware that's going to be included in both the PS4 or PS5 and the um, uh Project Scarlet that hasn't even been released yet. Yeah, I know. At least not to the public. Hmm. Zen 2 Architecture actually just came out this year. Earlier this year. Huh. Yeah, that's yeah, the Ryzen 2000 series. I'm thinking 2020. Oh, yeah, that one's holiday 2020. 2020. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, just to round out the big three... Nintendo is changing the Switch. I heard that. But it's not because they're upgrading stuff by choice. Um, The tariffs being imposed on China in order to not raise the price of the Switch beyond what they consider to be a reasonable level, they're going to go ahead and just move all their production out of China. I have a clip. Remember all all that buzz about new Nintendo Switch models? We might not have seen anything official during E3, but the Wall Street Journal just published another report about them. Specifically, the report says that production of the new Switches has moved out of China into Southeast Asia. This would make sense given the current U.S. administration's proposed 25% tariff. That would cut into the Switch's profit margin. It's unconfirmed, of course, but there are two rumored models in production. A cheaper, less powerful model and a more expensive, souped-up version. Moist. Yep, there you go. We're leaving China, everybody. See ya. God damn you in that moist. <laughs> China. China. I can use the fajita, the fajita meat one if you want me to. Anyways, um, but yeah, so that's a good roundup. But yeah, that pretty much that clip pretty much just helped you there, my, uh, John. I think. Yeah, that that, that that was good. That rounded it up nicely. Thank you. Not a problem. So yeah, that's the console rundown. Uh, let's go ahead and I've been wanting to do this one for a while. We might run over a bit. I don't care. Um, but let's talk about Disney for a bit. So a while ago, this happened almost like a month ago. And because we had so much going on, we took a break. We had E3. We're redoing it in podcast form. We missed this. But here is a, I have a list here of all these films that Disney is going to be putting out uh, all the way up until at least 2027. 
Oh man. Uh, so let's just let's they just, like their timelines. Jesus. Yeah. Let's, right. Let's just run through a couple of these. Uh, as you guys already know, what's coming out uh, in 2019? Um, not much. I mean, n- new Malif- uh, Maleficent movie, Star Wars, Toy Story Four, Lion King, yada yada yada. Here's what we got coming up in 2020: uh, an untitled Marvel movie. An untitled Pixar animation. Uh, Bob's Burgers is getting renewed. Whatever. Untitled. Another untitled Marvel movie. Uh, Fox is making a West Side Story. I'm wondering if that's going to be like uh, Christmas Story, which is going to be live and musical and yada yada yada. Disney's launching another animation movie. No, it's a remake of the original. It's a remake of the original. Okay. Uh, they're making a live action Mulan movie. New mutants is supposed to. New mutants is supposed to drop April of next year via Fox. Although I still think that's going to be up in the arms now that Disney owns Fox. Twenty twenty one, untitled Marvel movie, untitled Disney live action, untitled Marvel, untitled Disney live action, untitled Pixar, untitled Indiana Jones movie. Oh, um, untitled Disney live action is Artemis Fowl. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah. I saw Artemis Fowl. That on, was a really good book series. On 52920. Uh, yep. It was under the 2020 films. That's not untitled. That is, unless one of those untitles is going to be a sequel. But I don't mm. think they're going to make a sequel to it. Uh, Avatar 2, coming in 2021. Like the blue ones or the, the arrowheaded ones, ones? The blue ones. That, okay. We don't talk about. Uh, Nickelodeon Avatar. No, we talk oh, about wow. uh, uh, a Cameron's Avatar. We talk about Cameron. that. Um, so, okay, so in 2021, we got one, two, three Marvel movies, two Disney live-action movies, a Pixar movie. Uh, no, I'm sorry, four Disney live-action movies, a Pixar movie, <laughs> and an Indiana Jones movie. And then in 2022, we have one, two, three Marvel movies, Two Pixar movies, one, two, three, four Disney live action movies, and a Star Wars movie. Twenty twenty three, we have another Disney live action movie and Avatar three. Twenty twenty four, we have an untitled Star Wars movie. Same with twenty twenty six, they're going to have another untitled Star Wars movie. Twenty twenty five, we're going to have Avatar four, and twenty twenty seven, we're going to have Avatar five. So when I'm 47 years old, the Avatar series is going to wrap up. This is... Wow. The, the, the uh, 7-17-2020 Bob's Burgers movie looks interesting. Really? Just, they is just that, is that a movie? That or, out? Yeah, that's going to be... I think there's going to be a movie, isn't it? Yeah. It looks like it. Wow. One thing to remember there, Matt. Yeah. This is just the uh, production schedule that they released to the public. Uh yeah, yeah, I know I noticed that. They they released this, but um that if this We if might this be stick... seeing Avatar movies well into our 80s. Yeah. It is true. very true. God. Damn and you that James Ford Cameron. Ferrari looks really good. Damn you James Cameron. Uh anyway, so that's that. We got a lot that we're going to be talking about, so we need to stay on a podcast for at least as long as we can. Ba-toom. For at least until I'm like 47 years old. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, pop culture vaccination time there. Uh, if you guys did not know, 
there was a leaked trailer for an upcoming Monster Hunter movie. So if you're a fan yeah. of the Monster Hunter series, uh, John will drop the link in there. Boom. Yeah, there's a trailer in there it. that you can watch. It's crappy, but uh, some people are saying it looks really good. At first, the trailer is like, meh, they're going to make it generic, but apparently they go into this portal that uh, throws them into the Monster Hunter world, and that's where shit gets real. So. Shit gets real. Shit gets real. Uh, it's like course, in the game how all of a sudden you're, they're just like, hey, go kill this. Oh, if you're into preteen novels now. You'll be happy to know that they're coming out with a prequel series for the Hunger Games, as well as movies. The movies might be interesting. Odds were always in the favor of there being a prequel to the Hunger Games. Susan Collins' first book spent more than five years on the New York Times bestseller list, and all three novels in the franchise have sold over 100 million copies each. And they led to four movies that made nearly $3 billion worldwide. So they're saying that the untitled Pan Am novel is going to hit bookstores next year around May 2020. It's going to revisit the world of Pan Am 64 years before the events of the Hunger Games book. So we're probably going to see how Pan Am became Pan Am, yada, yada, yada. I'm looking forward to that because that, that dystopian movies always. No, we won't. Is it going to be dystopian, or is it going to be more of a reflection of a, the current state we live in? Probably a reflection Here's the of kicker. the current state okay. we live in. Go ahead, Mike. The first book in the Hunger Games series that introduced us all to it was the 74th Hunger Games. Yep. Uh, yep. So they're going back 64 years prior oh, to the events right. of the Hunger Games books. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what? We're I still a decade after the war. It's going to take true. place uh, uh, on the morning of the reaping of the 10th Hunger Games. That's where it's going to take place. Aha. So, so it's basically going to be another Hunger Games. Yep. Just with a different freaking character. I want a, yep. I want a history. I want a book. I want like a, a coffee table uh, compendum of like how everything came to be. An illustrated history of the Hunger Games. Of Pan Am. Yeah. I want that of Gilead right now. I want to know. I mean, the the Handmaid's Tale, if you guys haven't watched that yet, really good on Hulu. That is very dystopian. It's about a America being taken over by a, a religious theocracy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend that one. It's going to it's gonna trigger a lot of you. The Washington uh, Monument gets turned into a giant freaking cross yeah. i've been that terrifying about been... listening to that on audible while i drive to work yeah i Anyways. stood at the base of that washington monument seeing yeah. that in me the too. show freaking terrified me yeah me too anyways we'll talk about that later though but yeah check that show yeah. out uh they, they they go into some details about how gilead came to be so and it's pretty pretty freaky anyways Signs that the times are coming to an end. Pluto is bringing its free streaming network to Comcast Xfinity One boxes. Oh, you know. <laughs> yeah, so I'm pretty sure this has to do with Viacom buying Pluto TV. And Viacom yeah. is now trying to stick their greasy hands in there. Although it's not necessarily bad because Viacom buying Pluto seems to have helped it. Because they have like a free MTV channel, free Nick channel, free Team Nick. Oh, nice. Junior on there now. Yeah. Uh, Pluto. So it's not just like fail nation TV and stuff like that anymore. They have all that stuff, all the, the starter channels that they had when they first started. But yeah, you, they have some actual premium channels on there now that that's free. Nice. So, um, okay. 
I mean, I check used it out. To Comcast have owns Viacom. Yep. No, Comcast doesn't own Viacom. Viacom owns everything else. <laughs> yeah. No. Comcast owns NBC. That's probably where you're getting mixed up on. I'll Google it right now. I just Googled it. Owns Viacom. National National Amusements owns Viacom, not Comcast. What the hell is National Amusements? Uh, (laughs) Here we go. Lists of assets, Viacom. Yeah, Viacom Uh is its own company. Its parent company is National Amusements. Viacom is not owned by Comcast. Nope, they don't have any overlaps. Viacom owns, uh, National Amusements owns Viacom Media Networks, Paramount, Viacom International Media Networks, Viacom Digital Studios, and 345 Games. Paramount and Viacom are partnered up. And yeah. Oh, that's okay. They yeah, own Neo Pets. Yeah, Comcast they also own owns CBS. Com- the, the parent company owns Neo Pets, guys. Uh, uh, National Amusement. Oh, they uh, owns. Oh no, yeah. Uh, CBS. National Amusement owns CBS. Oh no, no, no. That's people who searched for. They don't own. Well, no. Viacom is part no, of. No, they do. They own CBS. Never mind. Yeah. So Viacom Look, owns CBS and National Amusements owns Viacom. There we go. Okay, you're right. Okay, I thought you were somebody was saying Comcast. Anyways, so I yeah. might have said it before, so I apologize. Uh, that's looking pretty good. So real quick, let's do some quick shots. Real quick, I don't have my gong with me tonight. Uh, gong. For anybody who played gong. Animal Crossing uh, on any console that Nintendo owned, you'll be happy to know that a new Animal Crossing game is coming to the Switch, which is going to have an auto feature or auto save feature, which means Rossetti is out of a fucking job. But. Douchebag! Everyone's favorite terse, annoying mole Animal Crossing's Mr. <laughs> Resetti needs to find a new job. In previous <laughs> Animal Crossing <laughs> games, Mr. Resetti would appear and berate any player who dared to turn off their console without saving first. So yeah, he's been fired. He's gonna have to, he'll be in the new game, but he's probably gonna be looking for work elsewhere. <laughs> the internet has started a petition to add a your breathtaking achievement to Cyberpunk 2077. I am behind that completely. If you were living under a rock and you didn't see Keanu Reeves at the at, 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 at Xbox's uh, E3 presentation, <laughs> somebody in the crowd shouted, shouted, you're breathtaking. And he said, no, you're breathtaking. You're all breathtaking. So now the Internet's in an uproar. <laughs> they, want, they want to put an achievement in Cyberpunk called your breathtaking well and they gave that guy a free copy too they did yes they gave him a free copy of like the the top of whatever the maximum pre-order you can do for cyberpunk is that is awesome that is amazing oh man that guy's so lucky it could be that keanu was just like hey give that guy something give him something he was great it caught him off guard Moving on, Square Enix Ethics Department requested, uh, if you guys have ever played Final Fantasy VII, you probably know of Tifa. They requested that her body be toned down. So, long story short, they're going to give her a boob job. You know what? They're giving Tifa a boob job. I saw, I've seen some of the clips. It looks better. It would look really awkward with our current technology if she looked like she used to. <laughs> right? Okay. It's like, this is I'll, not I'll, I'll an 80s Madonna music no, video. Thank you very it, much. And it's not just that. I, they only had so many polygons to work with uh-huh. then. 
but now if they had those same proportions and they applied the physics engines that they use, you can only imagine what it would do to the the character. Uh-huh. Okay, so PlayStation owners, over. PlayStation owners, quickly oh. sign on to your account and get PlayStation Plus for $40 for 12 months. 40 Use bucks. code E as in Echo, M as in Michael, C as in Charlie, T as in Tango, B as in Bravo, V as in Victor, T as in Tango, 4-4. Four, four. That is Echo, Mike, Charlie, Tango, Bravo, Victor, Tango, 4-4. Four, four. And you can get PlayStation Plus for 40 bucks. And it looks like that is at Newegg.com. They're not a sponsor. That's just one of the quick shot articles that we have. Is that the, uh, did I type that right? EMCTV. Yeah, it's fine. That works. The, <laughs> the, most people are gonna be listening to this are not going to see the chat. So, that, well, Melody's in the chat. No, oh, it's important. Someone... We have a person in chat. It is important. And then it is important, and it looks. Good. This is my primary job. It is important. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know so moving on before we close out, someone turned Super Mario Brothers into a battle royale game. Yes. I uh, don't Boom. have an article here. I thought it would have thrown the article in there. But yeah, oh. just Google Super Mario Brothers Battle Royale and check it out. Follow I saw the link. videos and it looks good. Oh, you did. Oh, uh, it'll, there's a link in the, there in the notes. Oh, I didn't there see There is a link. Battle yeah, Royale. Called, is one of well, that's just it. Is there's a, it says link to article. I clicked on well, it and it you, popped up an article. If you Ba-dum. guys have not played a Battle Royale game, I'm sure you've heard of them PUBG, Fortnite, yada, yada. Mario Royale which can currently be played in web browsers, is the creation of a YouTuber and programmer named Inferno Plus and pits 75 players against each other in a race through one world of Super Mario Brothers or the Lost Levels. Mar- players can't directly interact with each other, and Mario can't stomp on another Mario, but power-ups like Fire Flowers and Invincibility Stars do allow players to take each other out. There you go. I- I'm watching the little HTML5 video. It's ridiculous. <laughs> It, it, awesome. is. it, it really is. It really is. That's awesome. Out. The all the star Mario's just knocking them out. Uh, and then ah, last Melody says I four. typed it correct. Ha Last but not least, Starlink Battle for Atlas starter packs are only twenty dollars on all formats, or thirty dollars if you're buying the Switch. So Starlink is this uh, space fighter game that is out for PS4, Xbox. Uh. And switch. I don't want to save. Go away. If you away. take a trip over right now, you can uh, to Amazon.com. You can find Ubisoft's Toy to Life Space Adventure on PS4 and Xbox for twenty dollars, and the Nintendo Switch one for just thirty. Here's the kicker with the Nintendo Switch one. The Nintendo Switch one is special because it in- includes an exclusive Fox McCloud pilot figure and R-wing Ooh. ship model. Ooh, fancy! I want. I it. know. I saw. But it. I don't have I a Switch. It. I want it. Uh, the rest of Team Star Fox also join them in the game as part of the series of add-on missions that only fe- that are only featured in the Switch version. So, fortunately, yeah. it hasn't been that big of a journey for Starlink. Sales have been falling below expectations, so that's why they're trying to clear it out. So, hmm. Yeah, but hey, Fox and Cloud, <laughs> man, I've been a Star Fox fan since, you know, since the beginning. I know. Yeah. I, if... You know, if I had a Switch, I'd probably buy more of these those types of games, too. Yeah. All right. Was there anything else, guys? Are we good to go? I, I think it's say, time. I just looked oh. at the, uh, the trailer for uh. the Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah. yeah. 
and it looks an awfully uh, an awful light, lot like um, God, what was it? They did a a movie, Advent Children, Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. I oh, think really? they rendered it the same way. Yeah, that's the freaking art awesome. Style, yeah, the art style is oh. similar, but it, it's it's. It's not quite the same turn-based, but it is. It it looks really awesome. I want to play it so bad. Yeah, but what I'd be interested in is playing it through, and then, because now it's a more direct prequel to Advent Children, which was a a sequel to the game. Yep. And that freaking sequel was awesome. Ah, uh, you boys and your Final Fantasy toys. But it's not spiritually. I've never played a Final Fantasy game, thank you very much. <laughs> well, I that's all we it. got for tonight, folks. I want to thank you all again for joining us here at Noob Shelter Live. Make sure you download us wherever you find your local podcasts. And again, don't forget, we're going to have another episode next Friday. Same bat time, 9 p.m. Pacific. Same bat channel, noobshelter.com slash live. I want to thank uh, Rhythm, Jonathan Frey, and I want to thank uh, Faith the Black Mike and uh, for you guys joining me tonight. And thank all of you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. Have yourself a good night, everybody. Bye-bye.
Since then, many killings, murders, crime, drugs pouring across the border, our money going out and the drugs coming in. And I said, we need to build a wall. Shelter is now offline. Please go to noobshelter.com slash donate and give us your cash. If you don't, several goats will starve. No. Really. Seriously. I'm telling you the truth. Quickly. Go donate now. <laughs> 